something is happening, you can feel it in the air, a sense of hope, the blending of people to prepare this world for a new idea, a new way of doing, a world with pure acceptance, and no more fucking joy, I can almost touch a substance, like it's right there, call it a spirit, call it what you want, something yearning to be near, like it's right here, maybe even aware, let us open ourselves up to a new way of thinking, Breaking away old dogma from our forefathers who lacked understanding I can feel it in the air A revolution of human existence based in love and not fear As we get older, this is our cross to bear To bring forth the future, to break everyone free from despair To give way for more than just equality But more of complete oneness with this earth in the air You can feel the crisp new air let it fill your spirit and brain change everywhere. Yeah, what's up, what's up? <laughs> I just start looking around, I'm like, okay, Crystal, focus. I was given away and then I was told that I was gonna go back home and I never went back home. And it's looking at it from a different perspective because you can say, woe is me, but then it's like, we go to college like oh I'm gonna get a good job you come out and you're like that's not what I wanted to do why did I do that and then you're not you you're just not confident anymore we're more open like we'll, we'll repost memes we'll put our status up and like we don't realize who's watching us and sometimes I feel like when it comes to the dating world is there's art there are people watching you who don't have pure intentions so I really appreciate that you get it because that's really what I want to do. And I feel as though um, those moments are going to be rare. Like, I, I feel as though as the world is going to keep going, it's going to be harder for me. And I and I am aware of that. And I feel like that's what makes it so unique. Like, it's going to be harder to get people to leave their homes. It's going to be harder to get people to get off Netflix or whatever it is. And really just say, okay, I'm willing to go here for the day and do something interactive. And so that's that's really what I want to accomplish. Welcome, digital friend, to episode number 99. 90 freaking nine! With Crystal Influence. I actually met Crystal randomly at uh, my friend Steve West's place. He does these really cool nights where he just invites random people over and uh you know to his photography studio and really just to kind of create and cultivate connections and uh have a good time take pics all that good stuff so i met crystal there and we just got to talk in obviously and inevitably i asked her to come on the podcast because we just really hit it off and had a good conversation and man i'm glad i did because it was just this was a really fun conversation that i had with crystal she's she just has so much brightness in her and so much energy. And so it was just easy to get around her and talk about life. And and a big part of her life is community. She does all these rad events in Atlanta. And we talked about the power of community. And really, man, I learned a ton for, from her. And we talked about her uh, being adopted and and really how that kind of shift her perception on life itself. And we talked about entrepreneurship because recently she's kind of walked away from the nine to five life and really been going hard on, on entrepreneurship. And so, you know, obviously I love that, man. It's been my life for almost a decade now. And so 
we had some some really cool inspiring talks and it was cool to have kind of a fresh perspective of what's that what's that like you know that grind life of of being able to step out of your comfort zone and go after the things that you want in life we talked about a lot more man and it was just it was just so much fun as always man i love being able to get on here and um, yeah, I just want to say thanks so much too for supporting the podcast. Next week's the hundredth episode. It's crazy. So stay tuned for that as well, digital friends. So anyways, without further ado, let's get it. <laughs> what do you think about stuff like that? Like, do you believe in aliens or any know. kind of like thing more than just this? I know a little bit off the podcast, we talked about like God being maybe this like cloud or something. You think maybe yeah. that's a part of it or do you think it's like separate from it? It's so, it's like, it's so much going on here on earth that it seems like no way. But then again, it's like, okay, well, if there is something Who's going to find out first? Yeah. So I just feel like there's no way that we're all taking this long to figure it out. Yeah. So I feel like if there was something out there, we would have found them already or they would have found us already. Yeah. So that's the only reason I feel like there isn't. Because We like could even, be it. We could be the first intelligent life, right? Or I mean, we could have been the last. Dude, hey, you know that's I mean? really, yeah. So it's all, that's how I feel about it. Only because like even, even inventions, like, you do it in one country, the next country, they duplicate it. Like, it's always a first, but it's the next one is really next. Like, you yeah. know, so I just feel like since we've been here so long and it hasn't happened, it's like either it already happened or I just don't think it's happening. Yeah, I just had this guy, uh, Billy Carson, on the podcast. He is... Uh, he's like huge into like old ancient civilizations. Like he's been on like, you know, National Geographic yeah. and he has like these crazy cool books. Like I think this new one that just came out is like the Emerald Tablets and he's been to like every ancient civilization. And uh, and he was saying that, that he believes that even America might hold the truth to some of the oldest, uh, you know, archeological digs that have yet to be discovered of ancient civilizations. Like him and a lot of like really big scholar people think that, uh, you know, here in America is actually, cause it's one of the last untapped places okay. for like archaeological digs that there might be evidence of life way before we ever thought there was so like that's so i love that you said you know maybe we're the last which i kind of like kind of creeped me out a little bit i was like oh shit maybe like, hey, <laughs> we are dude <laughs> that's so crazy uh crystal thanks so much for coming on the podcast man it was it was a delight meeting you at steve west and i was like man yeah this is a beautiful person i gotta Thank talk you. to him and find out what she all about you know yeah, and um what's up what's up What's up? What's up? Are you uh, are you from Atlanta? Or? No, I'm really? from Florida. Really? What part? Orlando, what? Central Florida. I'm from Lakeland. Oh, <laughs> isn't word. that crazy? That is crazy. Yeah, I did not even know that about yeah, you. That's man. like that's crazy. I'm from Orlando. I went to school in like Altamont Springs, like Mary, mm-hmm. like all over. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I'm from. I was born in Chicago, but I left okay. Orlando because I was there most of my like 
childhood. Yeah. So, Do you get to go back still? Or? Yeah, definitely. Heck I'm thinking yeah. about going back either next month or uh, near my birthday. Yeah. Are you a Disney fan? or is Oh, it? okay. let me tell you. So <laughs> me and one of my close friends, the person who I actually share this space with, me and Bianca, um, we both love Disney. Oh, yeah. And so we started this thing since we've been friends that where we're going to go to every Disney. <gasps> so we, the first one we went together with um, was in Paris. What? Yeah. Y'all started off strong. You're we from Atlanta. Strong. <laughs> you're from Atlanta. You're like, yeah, fuck it. Let's go to the Paris We're one. We're going to the Paris <laughs> one. So last year for my birthday, we went to the one in LA. Yeah. Or in Cali. So um, I don't know what we're going to do this year. Maybe Whoa. Japan. I don't Whoa. know. Tokyo. Is Tokyo? there that many? I, yeah, I, there's like six. Six? I swear I only knew of like it's the Hong California Kong, one and this one. Or Hong Orlando. Kong, Tokyo. Whoa. And then there's one more that I'm missing, but I can't recall. What was the big difference in the Paris one from like Orlando? So I had read that every castle is a different princess. So in Orlando, we have Cinderella. But um, besides that, it's not... The one in Orlando is like the big shebang, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't as big as... Yeah, the one in Paris is smaller. It just has two theme parks. but And it doesn't have as many... It has duplicate rides, but not as many. So I just think... I don't know. It's just a different take. But it's so cool. Yeah, it's still cool. We're actually thinking about... We're not thinking. We already put the deposit down. We're going to... We're taking my two and a half year old. uh, I guess he'll be almost three to Disney in in the fall. Oh, yeah. Gotta do it. So that's like the first time ever. So we're excited, you know? They're going to be tight. He's going to be tired. I, yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> I love Disney, right? Like yeah. I, I grew up too, but I also love, I think it was Jim Gaffigan, the comedian. Uh, he said Disney is like being at the DMV at the, on the surface of the sun, like, cause <laughs> it, just because of the long lines, you know? Yes. But, it's, but there's something still so magical about it's it. It's awesome. And I want to go see the Avatar. I haven't seen like all I the new stuff. That. Yeah. So apparently they took a whole section is now Avatar where there's like oh. floating freaking rocks and shit. Wild. And, and have you watched Avatar, the blue yeah. people? Yeah. yeah. So you know, like at night when they had like those scenes where it looked like everything was infinitely connected it was like blue and yeah. like weird things in the plants that's what it's like there like my dad oh, yeah, was there go. yeah my dad was there I think like yesterday actually and, <laughs> and he was sending me pictures like oh this is so cool you know but um, there's just something about like that aspect of make believe right mm-hmm. it's like you it's something we all do anyways inevitably we're living in our own little story of make believe right. but then you get there and you get to see maybe more of the infinite potential of what like humans are made of like yeah. we can create these stories of princes and this and that and you know freaking cartoons and everything and it's like it's almost like a little distilled down version of like our infinite potential as beings it's pretty crazy yo so i went to this travis scott concert the past one and it was uh what is it i don't forgot what the world was called that he had but that's astro world World. that's pretty much how i felt when i was at his concert because i was like wow this is somebody who's super creative who basically had no limits of what they wanted to do and they did it like they didn't lose that childhood dream like he had roller coasters (gasps) he had blow-ups he like um he brought down a sheet over like your face like the and then it was just like 3d it was 3d objects everywhere it was just so freakishly cool he rode two roller coasters in his concert so that's just somebody saying like when they were a kid like I want this and I want that and I want this yeah. and then they actually made it happen and they just did it <laughs> and dude. they did it because we really can like construct anything dude really that that is the craziest thing right it's like we can manifest anything yeah. and that was something like I think maybe in my life I felt all these inadequacies in my life where I was like oh I can't do this or I'm this or I'm that you know and the more I began to realize that I really was this like infinite being that I had yeah. infinite potential that that's essentially all we're doing right and that's all power is is when people have a 
good ability to manifest the things they want in life. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like whether that's the the manifestation of money or things like that, and you can you can create what's in your mind into physical space. You know, and it's like it's craziness. You know, and I think I I wish and I hope people on the podcast like begin to learn that more and more mm-hmm. that like as humans, man, we really could create a better place. You know, it's like Definitely. we do live in a really freakishly weird, weird place of like red versus blue and this is that and I'm into this and you're into that so mm-hmm. fuck you, you know? right. and it's like we don't realize we could all just like band together and create like a fucking a Disney awesome. world yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking, <laughs> have you seen what's that movie called where they're like ready player one oh yeah like sh- do you think some shit, shit like that's gonna go down I think so like what what freaks me out about that one and I'm glad you're a Disney fan so we can talk a little Disney you know yeah. but uh, <laughs> but I, what I loved about that one is like you know I've watched a lot of like science fiction shit that one seemed so plausible like where people were living in these shit, shitty little set shacks because they didn't really care about the outside world anymore and even the like the technology they were using seems like some shit we will have in like 20 years at right. best you know at best and uh so i was like oh man this is crazy i mean mm-hmm. do you think people are gonna largely go into like some kind of matrix and live their life yeah really? i don't want them to but yeah. i feel like that's what's gonna happen. It seems I mean, easier. even in our social environment, like I, I do a lot of parties and stuff like yeah. that. And one of uh, the DJs that I know, he told me that a restaurant has this this technology now where they don't need to hire a DJ. What? Like they can tell based off the sounds in the restaurant whether like it's a lot of people there or a little bit of people there. Like how excited people are when <gasps> they're talking, and they'll create a playlist off of what's going on around it. Whoa. And so you pretty much shot the DJ out and then like with video and like Instagram and stuff like that like who wants photos and you know it's kind of like who really cares about what you're saying went down at the party if I can't see it and if I'm seeing it then I'm watching it like it's TV so it's like why even go you know what I'm saying like I can just lay in my bed and feel like I'm at the party with you so I just feel as though like we are getting so removed from like having everyday people do certain things yeah. that we just happen to actually see it. Even even news, like because I feel like news started off where it's like we watch it and we like get together, family TV, like you know. Yeah. But now it's like, nah, just stay on your phone, stay in your own world, and watch yeah. your own things, and like, and almost listen to the news you want to listen yeah, to. Everything yeah. becomes so like confirmation bias, echo chamber yeah. kind of shit, dude. That's some like heavy man. <laughs> damn, I didn't know we were going in this direction. I hope not. <laughs> I you know. It's funny because you saying that, like, I think, so I think initially really what is life more than just an experience, right? It's like, we're just, we're just here. Like even right now, like this is an, this is an experience. This is real. Like, uh, you know, before earlier today, it wasn't me and you, like I was doing my own thing and now we've come together and we're creating this experience, this moment in time. And I think that that's really like without creating much purpose, why we're here is to experience, right? And it's like, so it makes sense that like the next level to that would be that you could experience any of it. Like you yes. could be like, Oh, crystal influence had a fucking party last night. Like I want to go there and you just put on your fucking headset and you're there like yeah, exactly. from your, you know, and you get to go and experience the party and you can traverse it and like move around. Like they have like the Google maps where you can yeah. like move through the street view, mm-hmm. you know, it's you're like at the party view, you know, and you're like, you know, and everybody's like partying and shit. And you're like, yeah. Oh damn girl, check out that dude's ass. You know, <laughs> and you're just like, Oh, let me get a close up. You know? And like, it's going to be like that. And it's crazy. You brought that up because literally, 
I have a friend that like a week ago met with HP to possibly do kind of what we're talking about for like concerts, like VR, VR concerts where uh, even older people like, and, and almost, yeah, the whole idea is like creating a memory bank so that our kids can go to that Travis Scott Scott Mm -hmm. concert, the exact same one you went to and experience it at any moment in time. So like, not only are you experiencing like the new shit, but like how cool if they had that shit when like, you know, Michael Jackson or fucking the Rolling Stones are like the old, yeah, like old shit, you know, the first moonwalk, you know, we could go in there and be in the audience like, oh shit, this is crazy, you know? That is super um, cool. Yeah. Everything that's super cool always has something wrong with it as well. So it's it's like like, Black Mirror shit. You ever watch that, Black Mirror? Yo. Dude. I did. Did you do the one where it was interactive? Bandersnatch, dude. Oh my God. Was that trippy? That was too trippy for me. See, again, it comes back to the way we want to experience. We want to have control. Yeah. So it's like, and I, they already did that again with a show that I'm not like super into, so I didn't really watch it, but it's uh, it's that Bear Grylls guy, that guy, that like uh, outdoors guy who's like, okay. I'm, I'm going to get dropped into this mountain and who knows oh, what's yeah. going to happen like that guy. About. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but it's the same thing. It's a Netflix original and you can choose where he goes. You're like, would you rather me go down the like the creek oh, or up the hilarious. mountain, you know? And it's like, and you get to choose like literally the outcome of the show, you know, it has like multiple outcomes. And I think again, that's where like even television is going. Game you of know? Thrones would have loved that. Dude, <laughs> how crazy if they had like something like Game of Thrones where you decided yes. who ended up sitting on the throne, you exactly. know? Exactly. <gasps> because I feel like that's really, everybody, everyone was upset at yeah. the end of it. But when I asked people like, okay, well, what would have made it better? Yeah. It's like, there wasn't a lot of answers, but some people, the majority was, well, Jon Snow should have had it the whole time, or yeah. or it would have, it should have ended at this episode rather than this episode. So yeah. then you can even control like how long you go around about yes. it and like what the different outcomes are. So I think that would have been kind of cool. Whoa, that man! Really okay, cool. so let's just spoil the alert. Like oh. anybody, no, but no, I mean, I'm so it, sorry. I, no, I don't give a shit. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> hey, we're really about to dive into this. So if you don't want to hear no Game of Thrones shit, you better turn it off or fast forward. All the true Game of Thrones already started. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm what sure. I'm saying. And I'm not even a true Game of Thrones. I'm not either. If I'm so. being really honest, you know what I I did is I watched the first three or four seasons, yeah. like when they were actively happening, and I kind of just lost touch with the show. It wasn't anything like that. I didn't like. I just got busy and then I literally skipped to the, to the last season and right. watched the last season as it was happening because I got I get the gist it's like you know people are fucking mm-hmm. and fighting somebody's trying to get to the top you know it's like people that you love are probably gonna die right. alright let's move forward you know and, right. uh, but I love that because what if like you know just like the the, the Black Mirror Bandersnatch kind of thing it's like you could have alternate in, uh, mm-hmm. endings where what's her name Dragon Chick is that done I don't know her name I mean either, but you know I'm I talking forget. about Dragon Chick like that she does doesn't die, you know what right. I mean? Like where she becomes the 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 person sitting on the throne, or Jon Snow, or this person, or fuck it, like the White Walker people, or yeah. whatever. They end up winning, yeah. you know. Or and I love that you said you could even end the story quicker, like because some people are impatient motherfuckers, you know. So it's I like, mean, you skip how many seasons? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Maybe, yeah. I, maybe I want to just have a quick version of Game of Thrones, right. or I sit down for an hour and I'm like, oh, no shit. love scenes, no sex, <laughs> yeah, I don't care, exactly. whatever. We get you like her. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. yeah. <laughs> I love love that shit so so i going back to your events and stuff like that i i thought it was really fascinating that you are like a recent entrepreneur yeah and i would love to dive into your perception of that because you know i think that people see well this is just what i've perceived is that over the last you know five to ten years really in the last five years we have seen a 
big boom in entrepreneurship. You know, yeah. I think social media has helped out where people can create, you know, apparel brands and mm-hmm. this and that. And it's like, and it's given people a, a, an easier access to create something and to start something at a lower level. It's like I was saying off the podcast, like I started my business dream beard at the time with $46. Now, now does that mean necessarily you could start a business with $46 like mine and do what I did? Probably not. Cause I had, there was like a multiple, you know, wave of, of things that happened, you know, yeah. in that moment that kind of created that success, but it gave me access to that, you know? And so, right. uh, yeah, I would love to hear like, what has it been like? And what, what, okay. is, what even kind of motivated you to kind of be like, you know what, fuck this. I'm going to, I want to, I want to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. So <laughs> I always wanted to be one and obviously you never know when's the right time and yeah. you're never going to pick the right time if you have that. a job or like have <laughs> good shit going on you know what I'm saying so um two things influenced me the one job I was working at um they actually like went out of business so I was like okay cool it was a marketing agency Mm -hmm. and they went to start their own like other thing because they were like okay I don't want to do marketing I want to do this Mm -hmm. so that was cool and I was like I like how she has that control like you know but then I don't have a job but (laughs) the other thing is my um boyfriend is actually an entrepreneur so he was always like to just see him do it and really like become successful at doing it it's like okay there's no reason to be scared yeah just do it but I think my biggest take on it right now since I've started is I think that we read so much and we see so much on social media and we read articles and like when you go to school it's like you're learning all these things but really when it comes to entrepreneurship I think the only thing is just do whatever you think you can do. Yeah. If you feel like you can have you need to have two jobs in order to like become the best entrepreneur you can yeah. and you you're going to take these contracts before you just focus completely on this, cool. Yeah. If you feel as though like you need to reach out to other people and have some people on your team if you want. If you don't, like, I just feel like do whatever you need to do. Yeah. Because I think everyone kind of has, like, a blueprint and the things that work for them. For example, you saying the $46 was how you started, but other things started to let pan yeah. out for you. Like, that's really the story. Like, stuff just starts to work out for yourself. Yeah. So it's not really a real answer. And someone can say, oh, yeah, I messed up and I did it this wrong way because I didn't create a website. Who cares you didn't create yeah, a website? Exactly. Because that one person they might have needed a website you might can just talk to people and tell them that you do it and have clients so I think the biggest thing for me is just to realize like to really like hold on to it and say okay I am an entrepreneur and this is what I'm well this is what I do and every business that comes to me is business and just being like really sure about yourself yeah because I feel like sometimes if you if you're not making money or whatever you're like oh you know I just do this thing on the side that just takes away from your credibility. Dude, so just so embody true. it. So just, true. just say, yo, I, I do events. Yeah. That's what I do. And no one has to know if you do other stuff or if you babysit yeah. or, or whatever. Yeah. Like you do events. So yeah. make sure you present that because once the more you present it, the more you say it out loud, yes. the more people see it. That's where your business comes from. Oh man, I think that's so powerful what you're saying because it goes back to what we're saying, like the intention and in creating our reality. Like, yeah. you know, I, I love like your confidence, you know, that you were just like exuberating that you were like, no, this is who I am. Like I'm an events planner that this is blah, 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 you know? And I think that is how it manifests 
into reality and you yeah, affirm sure. yourself. Like we were talking a little bit off the podcast, like those affirmations is something that I, that are so powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even as a pastor back in the day, like I always remember like talk, telling people like, you know, life and, and death is in the power of the tongue. You know what I mean? Like Definitely. speaking things into existence are very real. Like mm-hmm. it's, it is, man. It's just so, and, and I even have had to catch myself because sometimes like I just do it jokingly, you know, but I've noticed I'm like, shit, am I really maybe, maybe is there something in me that is, that is feeling inadequacy? Because what I'll do is like when my wife is like, I love you. I'm like, no, you don't. Like, I, it's just kind of <laughs> like cute little whatever yeah. kind of thing. You know, like, I'm like, no, you don't. You know, and I, and I, and obviously I know she loves me, but then I started thinking to myself, I'm like, why do I do that? Like, why mm-hmm. do I have to say something damaged me or, or I'm like, sometimes I'll be like, oh, I'm stupid or I'm dumb, you know, yeah. kind of doing it in a very funny way. But then I'm like, shit, do I really maybe believe a little bit of that, you know, and I need to let go of that somewhere yeah, so that I can begin to affirm myself and who I am. And I didn't really realize that till I actually started doing affirmations mm-hmm. where like I would get up in the morning and I would read an affirmation over myself, which was ironically kind of hard to do. Do you it ever is. find it hard to like talk yourself up to it, yourself? <laughs> like the, the best places that I can talk myself up are in the shower if no one's around mm. or in my car when I'm driving, yeah. like a long trip. Like I'll just start saying, okay, you know what? And then I'll just start talking to myself. Yeah. But like sometimes when I'm at home, it's like, mm-hmm. I just start looking around. I'm like, yeah. okay, Crystal, focus. But the shower and the car are like my safe haven. Yeah. Like in the shower, I come up with all types of ideas. I'm, I'm pitching ideas, all types yeah. of stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, I get that too, man. The shower is super creative. It's so creative that I had this like really weird, weird epiphany once like about water in general because it was okay. like beating down on me well also there's also some really good visualizations with uh with meditation in the shower okay. is believing that like the water is cleansing you you know what I mean oh, like kind of like one. having this imagery is like th- this is my new day like the shit from yesterday the shit holding me back it's washing it off of me right now kind of thing write that down yeah I'm writing it down <laughs> in my mind right now like oh that, that's a good way to start my morning yeah. <laughs> and then I got even like crazier with it I was like because water hasn't never really been destroyed right it's just been on the planet yeah. So it's like recycled essentially, even in the water in your shower, it's like going somewhere and then it's evaporating mm-hmm. and it's doing its thing and it's coming back down to some other lake or whatever. Then I was like, man, what if right now in this moment, the water that's hitting me is the same water that Jesus was baptized in? Yo, that's spooky. <laughs> you know that's what I mean? Like, cool. But like, who knows? You, you know never, what I mean? That's really dope. And so it's like, like so it's like, so yeah, I, when you think about things like that, it goes back to affirming. It gives you this sense of like, this hero story inside mm-hmm. of you that like, man, like I'm bigger. I'm part of the whole, like I'm not separate. There's some shit going on that's way bigger than me. And what's exciting is I'm a part of it. Like yeah. I'm a piece of this puzzle. Like I'm not separate from it. And I think that, you know, social media sometimes and just in life in general feel, makes us feel inadequate and lonely. Like we're disconnected, you know? And I think that was something that we were talking a little bit about off the podcast too, is like, and and I, it resonated so much with me. And that's why I wanted to bring it up is I'm the same way as you were talking about how you have so many kind of like uh, uh, what are they called? Not like connection friends or uh, yeah. you know, acquaintances. That's acquaintances. the word. Yeah. You know, so many acquaintances, but it's like hard to have those like those deep relationships. You know what I mean? And I'm kind of in the same place where it's like, I'm getting this place where I'm knowing more and more and more and more and more and more mm-hmm. people. It's like, it's almost like weird. People can bring up a subject. I'm like, I know 10 people in that subject now, you right. know, but how many people am I really like day to day living, you know, with and for and through and being like uplifted with. And sometimes I, I think it's hard for me because most of my relationships are those kind of like acquaintance relationships. And then when I feel like I really need somebody, I'm like, shit, who do I look to? Yeah. Yeah, You know, you ever feel like that? I feel like that all the time. Um, I feel as though 
half of it is my responsibility because yeah. I take accountability for it because it's like I'll meet people and they may just be acquaintances, but I'll attach something to it. Like mm. I, for some reason, I'm just a connector. Yeah. So like I'll meet someone and they'll tell me, hey, I I have a beard oil, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And yeah. then I'll think of like all my friends with beards and yeah. I'm like, oh yeah. But really like, Am I being a real listener? Like, mm. look past, like, what people have going on and just, like, figure out if this person needs to be in your life or not. And I feel mm. like that's the reason that sometimes I'm not able to make those real true connections is because it's, like, I'm finding that one thing and then I'm running with that one thing instead of, like, saying, like, well, who are you? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, what did you used to do? Or, like, and that can make our connection deeper as far as, like, well, you went through something in your past and you you can always call me or like, you know, you can always let me know if you need to talk to someone about that because I went through something similar. Like, and I'm not yeah. meeting people on those type of levels. I'm, um, I'm already messing it up when I'm just like, oh yeah, here's the connection. Yeah. So I do feel like that's my part. And then the opposite, I feel as though like people see me and they think the same thing. Like they're yeah. like, okay, well, she does events. I got to do an event. So I feel as though the reason... It's, it's, it's both, you know what I'm saying? The reason that we don't make those type of connections, I think, is because we're not really learning each other on a deeper level. Yeah. And then I feel as though the people that I do learn on a deeper level, it's just my responsibility and also theirs to just keep track of each other because life is going yeah. so fast. Yeah. Like kids and like jobs, losing jobs and stuff like that. And sometimes you just don't want to be that vulnerable <clears throat> with people because I feel like for me personally, um, people have helped me along the way, but I've kind of been like by myself yeah. and I feel as though like for some reason my mind has equated like being vulnerable and like seeking help as being weak. Yeah. And then other people are like, I'm this and I'm using my weakness to get me this. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And not in a bad way, just, yeah. just they're being honest with themselves and saying, I need help or yeah. like, you know, and I feel like I haven't always been honest with myself about certain situations or I've been honest with myself. I just haven't been transparent with the world. Yeah. And so I think that's just something you have to develop. If you're not used to pulling out the white flag, it's like you never will. And no one's ever going to help you. And I think that's another thing is is like when you shut down and you don't let people know certain things, it's like they're never going to ask because they think you got it together. And then when they finally do realize it, it's like, well, you didn't come seek me, so you got it. You know, it's it's just... it's just something that vulnerability you have to, is hard. Yeah, you have to grow into it. It's weird, man. I mean, I think that that's been this journey, this podcast last two and a half years is like, I was like, man, if I'm going to crucify myself on this thing, it's going to be on the cross of honesty that I'm just going to like literally just like be like, this is who I am. This yeah. is where I'm at in this moment, but I'm open and willing to change. Like I would rather have a, a mind open to wonder than one closed to belief. Like I want to like constantly be wondering and like being trying to, to learn and open and like see things from other people's perspectives instead of having this like hardcore truth that I carry yeah. that's mine and it can't be broken. Right. You know, and it's like, cause I realize that it's all ends up being this perception game, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I feel like the more I can widen my gaze, the more that I can begin to understand. And even what you said, like, kind of for lack of a better term, because I know we both kind of come from like a Christian background, is like, I, I felt a little convicted when you were talking about, you know, looking at people for like 
what they're doing and not like past that. And I think that's what I want to do. But often, often I do that. And I wrote down, look past the leverage. And it's like, Mm. so I think so many times it's like, you know, we do that. We look at like, Oh, how can this connection like leverage me to some other thing or, but maybe that person's actually just fucking hurting today. And they need me to just like be a little more sensitive and open to that to where maybe like I can, you know, maneuver the comp, the, the conversation to open it up in a way that cultivates that out of them and allows yeah. them to feel safe to talk about that. Right. And I think that the more authenticity we can have and connection with people, the leverage will just come. Mm-hmm. So it's like, sometimes it's so caught. I know as me as an entrepreneur it's like you get caught up in like trying to see the bigger picture and how it's all gonna work instead of just letting go and letting it happen like the way it's just gonna happen you know what I mean like setting your intent obviously you know like you said you set your intent this is who I am this is what I'm doing but then letting go of how it's all gonna kind of work out you know and not having so much like grip and control you know on like what we think the outcome's gonna come you know Mm -hmm. um one thing I want to step back into is your events and stuff and entrepreneurship because um I feel like what I've seen through this last couple of years, because I've had the privilege of just seeing so many like grinders, man, artists and people that are just like going after it, yeah. you know? And the thing that I see the most, like you were saying, is like some of these people, like I know a big artist here that freaking works at a restaurant during the day and then like paints shit on like Crock Street, like, right, you know, and yeah. it's really well known, you know, and he's, and he's blasting ass, like he's kicking ass and he's doing his thing. And it's like, it's, it almost seems like, it's you have to have the motivation after everything. So after your nine to five or whatever that looks like, after you put the kids down, like after you, you know, do your daily duties, whatever that looks like, that space is the people that sets people apart. Mm-hmm. And it's the people that like inevitably, which, hey, it's totally cool to watch a Disney movie or, you know, or watch Netflix sometimes or veg right. out. But it's the people I watch and perceive that are grinding their ass off in those moments that are the ones that are surpassing everybody. Mm-hmm. Or even like you, it's like you're going out to all these events and it doesn't matter about being like you know tired sometimes or whatever or this or that or trying to put all the planning together for this one moment in time but it's like it is that grind you know I'd love to hear like kind of how that's been for you as this like new entrepreneur and like how much time you have to put in that's like maybe above and beyond just like yeah. the normal you know type so deal it's like ideally I would want to put all my time into creating my own things mm-hmm. and but it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. Like, and so for me, it's like I have to put my time into everything. So I have to go meet new people. I have to go network. Yeah. I have to go to other people's events because I would hate to tell like 10,000 people to come to my event. And yeah. then I'm like, yeah, yeah, there's no other event out here in the world. It's like you learn from other events and it's not even to like steal ideas or anything. It's just to be influenced and to create more creativity. Mm-hmm. And so I have to go out and see new places and find out, you know, new venues and and just see how the world operates and learn new things new things so it's like I even have to create a calendar for me to look at new spots Mm. go to new places and then once it's all set over and done it's like really my my peak is is nighttime because Mm. in the daytime it's like I'm answering emails I'm I'm creating you know my my um connections and things like that but at nighttime that's really when I'm like scheduling posts or like Mm. really coming up with my ideas so it's it's really a schedule that I have to make and then I still have to put time in for friends family and you can be that person who doesn't want to do that as far as like okay well it's lonely at the top I'm just gonna do this but I don't want to be that person like I want to still keep the connections with the people that I do know so it's it's like yeah um some people don't understand but 
you have to be firm in what you believe and say, okay, today I'm spending time doing one, two, three, four, and I have room for this, like to hang out like this amount of time and just being okay with that and saying, okay, I want this in the long run. So these are the hours that I'm willing to commit. So that's where I'm at right now yeah. is really just scheduling my time and, and, and really understanding, okay, I like, I like <clears throat> timelines. So really just saying, okay, in three months, whether it's money, whether it's um, a place to go or whatever, it's like in three months, I want to have this. If I don't have it, like, yeah. Within the 20 days or whatever, yeah. like, okay, it's time to up the ante. Like, okay, yeah. I can relax today. It's a cool day. Like, so that's kind of where I It I'm helps, at. like, pull the focus for yeah. you. Like, that's something I struggle with, man. I am such a, like, fly by the seat of your pants. And I think that the older I've gotten and the more confident I've gotten in creativity, the worse that's gotten. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, I have no problem to just reach from the universe right now and start just talking about some crazy shit. Yeah. Like, that's like me, you know what I mean? Like, every intro I do on the podcast, I do in maybe under an hour. Like, okay. I'll be writing, like, music and crazy <laughs> shit. Like, all just really quick. Like, and people are like, oh, it must have took you, like, forever. I'm like, no, I don't have forever. Yeah. I got it. This shit comes out every week, you know? Yeah. It's on Saturday. I'm spending, like, four total hours, like, editing, and you know, and creating and posting and like I'm like shit. If I do any more, I won't even see my two and a yeah. half year old. You know, so it's like so. There's a little bit of that balance of like, okay, I got to be hyper focused, but I also want to be creative. I also mm-hmm. want to pull in from you know this untapped potential, this like flow state kind of wild thing. And it's like, where do you find all that balance? Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to kind of tap into is like I know a little bit off the podcast we had talked about you being adopted, which mm-hmm. I think is like a really cool thing. And how how do you what was that experience like for you? And were there like were there hardships or like I know you had like you've met your biological family now? Mm-hmm. Like what was all that like? And was that something that you wanted or was there like yeah. this whole transition to it? Okay, you know? yeah, it was a it was not a smooth transition but it was mm-hmm. a transition so yeah. like the pretty much the story is i was i was given away and then i was told that i was going to go back home and mm-hmm. i never went back home mm-hmm. so for a long time when i was younger it was like hope like mm-hmm. oh i get to go back home to like my sisters and my brother and my mom mm-hmm. like so it was hope and then it was kind of like once I got a little bit older, it was like, okay, confirmation. Like, I'm here. Like, mm-hmm. this is my life now. Yeah. So I, I accepted that. And then, I, and then um, I was staying with my mother, and she actually ended up getting married. So then it was like, okay, it's a new life for me now. Like, yeah. now I have, like, a stepfather. And, like, I mean, he's my dad now. But, like, you know, so it was just adjusting to that. So for me, it was different phases. But I feel like every time... For the way that I grew up, I didn't have anything that made me feel as though, like, I was angry. And I'm very thankful for that. So, like, I feel as though, like, I learned a lot of things. I saw a lot of things. I had perspective as far as what my, you know, what my chances would have been if I didn't live, you know, within this new life. And and so, like, I've accepted it. And when I finally met my family and, like, my mom and, like, you know, asked her questions and then I met my my dad, asked him questions, it felt like a piece of me was, you know, like, I was whole because Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this is why I'm like this. Yeah. So that was really cool. But I can't say that, you know, I was angry or mad. But on the other hand, I have brothers and sisters and, you know, they didn't they didn't have that same story. So I think for everybody is it's different. But I think the best thing that I was given was that the ability to really just accept what's going on with me and just seeing like the better 
Like what's yeah. better yeah. So um, Would I have went to college I'm not sure You know what I'm saying yeah. But I did So like Would I have Been able to gain New friendships Or things like that Or you know So I'm very appreciative Of yeah. it And I think it, it makes me Who I am And I feel like when you kind of look at stuff like that, your problems, your struggles, your situations, when you see like, oh, this is adding to me and this is making me the better person like that I can be. Mm -hmm. I think that's when stuff starts to really like rock and roll for you, you know? Like instead of having like almost like an orphan spirit, well, it's like a woe is me. It's more of like, this is my story. Yeah. And And it's looking at it from a different perspective because you can say woe is me, but then it's like, Yo, what would I have been doing? You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, well, I'm I'm okay. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And I feel like I think sometimes we we see celebrities or social media. I think social media is like so crazy because I love it, but I hate it. Oh yeah. So like you see that <laughs> stuff and you just feel like, oh yeah, the everyday person, you know, this is what this is their life. And it's like, no, it's not. Like you're really similar to everyday people. You're you're not you're going through struggles just like yeah. everyone else and you're doing great just like everyone else so like your struggle you may feel like is you're an orphan or you're adopted or whatever but someone else's struggle is i mean this is extreme but their yeah. parents could have like abused them or something sure. you know what i'm saying yeah. so it's like yeah you you have a new family now but did you go through that you mm-hmm. know and it's not like anyone's is worse it's just yeah. everyone's got their thing mm-hmm. and like once you accept your thing and you're like I'm not gonna be like that or yeah. like I'm gonna learn from the situation and it's making me a better person then just adjust and keep going yeah it's that universal suffering we were talking yeah. about a little bit off the podcast Definitely. that like that it that it is universal that that if you're ever experiencing anything like that like depression you're not expressing you're not experiencing depression you're experiencing like the the depression it's yeah. like it's like a thing that yeah. like that that a lot of people have tapped into if that makes sense it's not right. like some individual one that's been packaged right. for you it's just it's like it's a part of life it's a part of being a human and when a few things happen to you it could lead to that thing but i think that like what's so powerful to see too in your life is like reconciliation mm-hmm. you know it seems like you've got to experience that a lot and I've experienced that a lot too I mean you know my parents were heavy drug addicts early on in my life but now they're self-made people they don't do drugs they're, they're awesome yeah. but, but at like very young age six or seven my mom gave up you know, custody to my dad because she was in a really rough spot. And like, and for years I didn't live with her. And, you know, and then I left my dad's house at 14 and moved in with my, you know, back in with my mom. And then I got kicked out of school for dealing drugs and I was living with my yeah, grandparents, you know? And it's like, so it's like, but then what's so cool is now, you know, especially when I was like, it's, most of this happened when I was a pastor is like, you know, my life changed so much that like there was this extreme reconciliation that happened where like I, where I built that relationship with my mom. I built that relationship with my, my dad and stepmom. And, and, you know, my sister that I hadn't been able to spend a lot of time with. And now I've, I've got to see this full circle re- re- reconciliation and what true love is yeah. to like let go of a, something called the past that no longer exists, but to be in the present future mm-hmm. right now and to express in a place of love. And it's like, it gives you this like launching pad that allows you to be so much more successful than to be bogged down by this like bullshit story yeah. that doesn't even really matter anymore. Mm-hmm. And no, you know? not anymore. And, it just you know it was just a phase like everything is just like a a time in your life I mean and for me 
And it's going to sound super nerdy, but there was one time I had got like a B in college and I was like, oh my God, it's the end of the world. Like they're going to kick me out of school. Like that sounds so crazy now. Like when I think about it, I'm like, what was I thinking? Like, you know, and and, and for someone else, they're like, oh, that's not a really... You know, that doesn't mean anything. But then for someone else that that's getting all A's or whatever, they're like, oh, I feel your pain. So yeah. it's like everybody goes through their thing and, <laughs> and we all can relate and we all can have empathy for each other because it's like we all we all have our, our struggles and our problems. Yeah, that's so true. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about, oh shit, there's two different directions I want to go. I'm trying to like, I'm like, which way which, which I want to go, man? Which? Like, which is which? <laughs> um, you were talking a little bit about school and stuff. Okay. You know, one thing that, you know, me and my family, my, my wife, we're like highly thinking about just doing um, homeschool, you know, it's like, oh, to, like to, to really just like be able to give them something. Cause I mean, look, I'm not trying to shit on school here or whatever, but I mean, it does seem kind of weird that like we're in this like place where, uh, you know, you send kids off for like eight hours a day into like the cell block of a room and, yeah. you, and you force a bunch of knowledge that keeps changing anyways. I mean, our history, I mean, think about just like our planet. It's like when I grew up in school, Pluto was a planet, you know, right, and now it's know, like, it's like JK, like that, I would have failed that test. You know what I mean? Like the new one and or, you know if that was the test like hey is Pluto a planet I'd be right. like yeah it is I learned that shit in school you know but uh <laughs> but then you find out like no it's not you know not. and uh but uh so what I was saying is like it seems like there's a big narrative change even in like uh people hiring people it's like oh school's not as big of a deal as long as you have the experience you know mm-hmm. this and that I know you went to school and stuff like how do you feel like, is it beneficial? Do you think we're evolving past almost like college? Because if you think about it, like on Google right now, you can literally ask, access anything you want yeah. and become it, learn it, YouTube. you know, YouTube. Yeah, like, definitely. I mean, shit, even like, uh, have you ever heard of iUniversity on iTunes? Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's like- I'm taking a course. Yes, it's so crazy. People, a lot of people I talk to, they don't even know that it yeah. exists. It's on your phone. It's freaking like, you could go to like Harvard and take a class on your phone for yeah. free. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And learn some crazy psychology shit. So it's like, now it seems like knowledge is, is ever present, mm-hmm. you know, will school in general still be something that is like needed? You know? Yeah. So I think it's, I do think it's needed based on the particular, like, you know, lane you're, you're trying to go in. So yeah. I think, I think, I think the structure of having it for somebody who's going to be a doctor or like a lawyer. Yeah, like vocationally yeah, based. Yeah, like those are, those, you know, you need that. And then I also feel like socially it's needed. And I'm not even going to say, I will say college a little bit, but I won't even say college. I just think socially, like as far as being around people, yeah. um, it's needed. But as far as making you... The whole thought process of you can do whatever you want to do if you go to school or like if you learn this or if you get good grades or whatever. I don't think that is the thing that we need anymore. Like I don't feel like grades matter or like a standardized test matters. I feel like being able to think on your feet and being able to put yourself in a situation where you're able to engage with others and interact with others is more so where we're at now. Yeah. And just being able to even engage with yourself and saying, okay, this is the lesson plan, but right now I'm focused on my podcast and I want to get it off the ground and I want to create conversations and I want to have a purpose in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that's where we're at now more so than just going learning particular things because even I mean you you want to know the fundamentals the the basic like math and English and you know you want to read and write but as far as geometry or something like that you know what I mean like that that is going to be for this particular person and not this and Mm -hmm. I feel like when it comes to learning 
once you get older, I think we do start to create a path of where we want to go. And yeah. it's not necessarily something that you have to pay for mm-hmm. as far as college. It's not, it's just something that you're passionate about and you need to like learn how to do it. Exactly. And I think it with homeschooling, um, the only thing I would say would be social. So I, w- exactly. I wouldn't keep my, my child away from the world. For sure. But as far as them learning, I feel like that's fine for them to yeah. be able to be focused on a particular, like getting their fundamentals. But also, I feel as though when you're not in, influenced by others as far as children or anything like that, it's like you really are proud of yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like some kids go to school and they're like, they're quote unquote a nerd. And so when they want to hang out with the other kids, it's like, I don't want to learn anymore because I don't want to be that geek. You Mm, know what I mean? But I feel like when you're in a home situation or you're in a place where you can really direct your own like lessons and your own education, you're able to accept who you are as an individual. And I think that kind of adds more value to a human being in general. Yeah. Where we're not having to tame someone from being as creative or as brilliant or as artsy or whatever they are. Mm-hmm. Like we're not having to do that. Or like some people just aren't into athletics. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> like there's, yeah, like, I mean, you got PE. PE like, <laughs> I don't want to do that. Yeah, and there yeah. shouldn't be any issue. I mean, you obviously don't want someone, you know, not working out or like, you know, being sure. active, yeah. but you don't want to force someone and, and make them feel as though like, I hate school because I have to go to PE. Yeah. Like you don't want to start to create those trends when they're, they're you condition young. their mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's what I don't like either is like, you condition their mind as like a one size fits all. Like yeah, we're going to just run you like through that. like fucking cattle, you know? And yeah. uh, there's that famous meme I like, I'm sure you've probably seen it where it's like, there's the tree and then the little animals and there's all these different animals. And then the test is like climb the tree, but there's like an <laughs> elephant and a monkey and like and a fish. And it's like, well shit, like sure. The monkey's going to excel at this, right. but like the elephant's not meant for this. Like, right. so it's like learning should be a little more diverse, you I know? And so. it's like, I and uh, so. you know, and I think it's kind of like that old saying, what is it? A uh, feed a man of fish to be, you know, Go, it'll uh, feed them for the day but if you teach them how to fish, fish. it'll feed them you know, right. forever I think l- teaching people how to learn like learning yeah. to learn yeah. you know learning how to like problem solve learning right. how to be mindful of your emotions you mm-hmm. know like I think if we could teach people how to just be uh, the best version of them then they could go out and like you said be more vocationally based maybe instead of college like so maybe your first formative years are that like learning how to learn learning right. how to be a person learning how to you know deal with your emotions and depression mm-hmm. and things is it and hardships and loss and what is even death you know and why are we here yeah. you know if you could prepare someone like that imagine the badass like when they become 18 and they're like they have all these like deep-seated concepts they're so sure and, about yeah they're sure about themselves and now they can go through a vocation of like right. being a doctor or being this and learn the technical skills that it takes to actually perform that particular job you and know honestly i feel like people will do things that they want to do versus like oh yeah i'm just gonna do this because of the money or i'm gonna do because i feel yeah. like when, when we do that even when we go to college like oh yeah. I'm going to get a good job. You come out and you're like, that's not what I wanted to do. Why did I do that? And then you're not, you're just not confident anymore. You've lost that, that love that you had or like you've been out of school for a year and you're looking for a job and you're like, ah, you know, but if you can really say, no, this is what I'm doing because I, I, I know that like, I love, trivial and like I like I like hands-on things and this is what you know yeah and you're more confident about where you're going and I feel like you're more passionate and you'll be more disciplined yeah I know that's that's killer I want to go back to socially you're talking to about like kids need that I think humans need that and I feel like you're an expert at it because that's what you're doing is you're creating <laughs> these like these moments these 
you know, these sense of community, uh, even dating, you know, you're yeah. creating a place. So it's like, I want to dive into all of that. Like, okay. cause I feel like you probably see the dating world. You probably see the community mm-hmm. world. I think number one, what we all need is our people. Like we need that. We need to yeah. feel like they're like as real as like as bad as tribalism can be. It's also as needed and ingrained in who we are as mm-hmm. people and like finding like a place, like a watering hole, you know? And I think it's so cool that you have, you create that like you create these like oh, oh every like friday night or every it. you know what i mean like you you know and so it's yeah. like it's super cool that like you have been able to cultivate that for people a place of belonging you know what yeah. i mean it's really powerful like what Thank does you. that feel like for you it that's exactly how it feels because i feel as though um the things that i create are things that i want to go to yeah so I think that sometimes people may reach out to me to like create something, but I love that I can really have the control of saying like, I'm an awkward person. I don't really like talking to people, but I would love to watch a movie and like watch other people do this or yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, so like, yeah, I really yeah. love it because it's the one place that I know for sure I can be myself. Yeah. And, and, and when I think there's no one else like me who likes to, you know, go here or hang out there or like go to a really cool speakeasy type of place Mm -hmm. that there's always going to be somebody who's like, oh yeah, I'm into that. And then I learn about people that I actually knew who I didn't know were into things that I like, you know? So I I love that. And I just make everything that I do, I try to make it centered around like the stuff I like to do. And so that's really, really what, what I love. And I think everybody has their thing. So even when there's other like, events and stuff going on it's like it's never a competition because you have this crowd I have this crowd because we like these type of things and I like this type of thing you know and and it's like it's something out there for everybody and that's what I think needs to be in anywhere like any community it's just a lot of things that people can do and even if this one person comes the one time and they didn't like it it's like okay, I experienced something new today, yeah. and I didn't like this particular thing because I'm not into it. But I know someone who is, yeah. and I think that's really, really cool for me is to be able to create my own life, like yeah. create my own experiences around me, engage with people who I I didn't think I would meet, but I do, and I I really love doing that. Yeah, I love that. So dating. Yeah. The only reason I want to bring that up is because it seems like it's a really wild, wild west kind of place right now. <laughs> and being married seven years, I'm just glad I'm not in it. Yeah, like you I'm know? out of there. I'm like, oh my gosh. Escapes. It's like, like what, is, what is your perception like as far as like people you meet and stuff like that? Yeah. Do you think that things are changing? Like in other words, like Absolutely. it seems like monogamy is not as big of a thing anymore. Right. Like, or marriage in general is not as big of a thing anymore. Yeah. It's like you could be with somebody for fucking 10 years and never get married. And it's like normal now you know or people I guess what I'm saying is like do you see this in like your networking because it's so fascinating to me that like that idea of like the quote-unquote American dream where you get the white picket fence right you know the three kids because you want to have you know the perfect balance and you (laughs) want to be able to go to Disney and you know and you got like you're you're sending them off to college and you're married and you know no one's gonna take your wife you know no one's gonna take your husband and this is your world this is your reality yeah and it seems like that that reality has crumbled quite a bit in Mm -hmm. the last like five ten years yeah so um, with dating, it's crazy. Um, I'm happy in my situation, sure, but when yeah. I see other situations, I'm like, oh man, because I feel as though like there's there's so many different like bubbles. There's a one bubble that is like, okay, I want to have the American dream, yeah. and so it's like it's not even real anymore yeah. to the point of like 
there's people who are just socializing and dating with each other because they want that thing, but then they're not going to be able to keep, they'll be able to keep that thing, but they won't be able to keep their happiness because they're just doing something, right? And it's like, well, if the American dream was your thing, but not love itself, it's not going to stay glued together, right? And then there's this other half where I feel as though since the world is so open and everyone is so like able to be who they are Mm -hmm. and show like, okay, I'm into this or I'm into that. I feel like there's a free range for people who have, don't have pure intentions. So I feel as though like we're more open, like we'll, we'll repost memes. We'll put our status up and like, we don't realize who's watching us. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I feel like when it comes to the dating world is there's are, there are people watching you who don't have pure intentions. So when you do post those things that they come and target you. And I feel as though if that wasn't around like Tinder as well, like if that wasn't around, I think that it would be better dating because you wouldn't you would be forced to organically meet people you'll be forced to really get to know someone yeah. based off of the things they tell you not the things that you read or not the things that you see like yeah. whether it be their body or their words or or like even the music that they like you know what i'm saying yeah. like you can use that against someone and say oh yeah i love so and so like i listen to him every day just because i saw you post it right yeah. and now it's like i'm manipulating the situation Whoa. so like i feel like that's really what's going on in the social world and then you have a small group of people who are really like really looking for love and i say small group only because i'm thinking more so in atlanta yeah but like outside i know in like the like country towns or like suburbs yeah i feel like it might be easier today because it's like it's not as fast going and stuff Mm. like that so you are really getting to know someone or you did grow up with this person and like your whole life and it's like oh okay he turned out to be a nice person I'm gonna yeah. give him a chance <laughs> you know what I mean like so yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, better yeah, yeah, but I feel like in the city it's like you come across so many mutual friends and this and that and then you're able to like you got options whether you're a guy or a girl you got options and then like you can it's no limits as far as distance because yeah. it's like oh yeah he lives in DC but like you know I see his Instagram and we we FaceTime and like so it's just kind of like that true genuine engagement that real like oh we're out to eat and like we don't have our phones and we don't have anything to talk about this is not going to be a good thing like or like oh we can really sit in front of each other and talk for three hours I might really like this person like I feel like that peace is gone yeah um and you just have to kind of focus on finding that it's kind of like an ice cream effect you know there's that there's this saying that if you walk into an ice cream store and there's just like you know chocolate vanilla strawberry yeah you know like the then it's pretty easy to pick one that you like right but then if you go to those like ice cream stores where it's like ben and jerry kind of shit there's like a thousand options on the wall you're like shit uh (laughs) i like man i like the cookie dough but shit there's chocolate cookie dough but wait oh there's like you know look at what she ordered yeah yeah like oh (laughs) shit Yeah, I'm gonna take some of that. And I think that there's kind of that effect with like Tinder and things like that, where it feels like there's this plethora of options. So we use, and this is I'm saying, like I've been married for seven years, so I'm I'm like I'm pretending right now. I don't know what it's really like, but what it seems like is like at the very first glance of something being what you don't want it to be, then you move on because you're like, well, there's just more options. There's better options. And I think that like that's something as someone who's been married for seven years, like you quickly find out number one that the person you marry changes, like. So, so you can't marry them based on just who they were, yeah. but who are they're going to continue to become, you know? Exactly. So it's like, so they're, they're constantly evolving as a human and you have to, you have to constantly choose to love that person as they evolve. Yeah. And I think that the world we live in today is just like, 
you know, it's more of like, oh, well, I'll like you as long as it's benefiting me Mm -hmm. and making me feel good. But the moment, you know, it doesn't, then fuck this, I'm going to move on, you know? And so, yeah, it's like, it's weird. And do you think that, because I know from what I've read, you know, (laughs) uh, that like, we're kind of poly, is it polyamorous? Is that where you go people to people? Or is it poly? I know there's like two different ones. There's one that's like kind of more cultish and then one that's not. But but you know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about the one where it's just like people have multiple relationships. Got it. You know what I mean? Like I can't remember which one it is. I don't want to fuck it up. But um, it seems from what we know back in the day where we come from. Exactly. It It was like, it was just kind of like fluent and everybody was like loving and everybody was like working and everybody was watching all the kids and everybody was like it was this very more like unification yeah. kind of thing and now it's become you know monogamy is not even that old actually so do you see that like being a potential thing where like it's kind of becoming more fluent I think I think it is a potential thing and I think it will be more and more like occurring more I actually had a conversation with my boyfriend about that mm-hmm. recently and I was just saying from my perspective I feel like that's something that is figured out within the relationship sure 100% you know what I mean and like (laughs) for me I look at my significant other as a partner yeah and so like I kind of look at my our thing and it's not an ownership thing it's more so like a this is this is our club yeah and no one can come in it like so that's how I view it I feel like whatever we our secrets are whatever like this is our club this is what we're doing Mm -hmm. right but the next person may feel as though like they they're human and they, they, you know, you're going to interact and you're going to be, you know, turned on by different people sure. and you're going to find different traits that you like and things. And so I do feel like that will be something that we're more open with as mm-hmm. a society. But is that something that I want to personally do? No. Yeah. Um, do I think it's beneficial for me? No, I, I personally don't. But yeah. for other people, they may find that beneficial. Yeah. But I would more so want a tribe around me as like friends, family, mm-hmm. more so than when it comes to like, like just lovers and stuff, lovers, yeah, yeah, sexual yeah, relationships yeah, 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 and yeah. stuff like that. Because it's just like the more you meet people, the more you pour into people, you lose some of yourself and yeah. you may gain some of their traits. And yeah. sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. But yeah. I feel like w- when you're really able to focus on that one thing, even just like with a business, yeah. when you're able to like really focus on that one thing, that one thing grows and prospers and it's it, it, it enhances versus when you have your your mind on multiple things where like, okay, this is doing good right now, but this yeah. is failing. And this is too much to yeah. juggle for me personally. And I just think that sometimes... When we look at life, we have to look at it like that, like a business. Yeah. Like um, you got to look at people like that too. Like you want to be, if you really genuinely want to put into something, like you got to focus on it. And I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't feel as though even children like having a yeah, bunch dude, of kids. Seriously. Like you, you like sometimes you don't give the one attention yep. that you need to, and it's like you can look at that similar to like a relationship because you're you're having and you're creating so many, but. Which one is really, really like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because so. time to me is the real currency. And it's like, what do you have time to give yourself to? Yeah. You know what I mean? For, yeah. and, and I totally agree. I've seen, I have friends that are in open relationships. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm married. So it's like, but I see the benefits from their perceptions. Like they yeah. talk about it, but then I see the negatives. And then in my relationship, I see the pros and cons, you know, I think there's pros and cons to pretty much everything. everything. I think the one thing that you can't do or not, I'm not saying you can't, you can, but one thing I see where people make a mistake is almost like marrying uh, uh, monogamy, you know, like marrying the idea of it and not the person that they're with. So in other words, it's like, you know, people are human. And I think, uh, I keep want to say mahogany. (laughs) Mahogany. Why do I keep want to say that? 
Jesus. It's like, it's just jacking me up. Uh, monogamy. And, um, you know, it's like sometimes people will, you know, marry someone and then they're married to the idea of only being with someone so that if that person, other person's human and accidentally fuck up and cheat on them or whatever, they're like, oh, well, there's like no excuses. There's no redemption here. Like there's no gradient to what the situation yeah. was. Like I'm done, I'm out. And then you see people that are married like three or four times and you're like, whoa, wait a second. Like, yeah. are you really like monogamous or are you married to this idea? You know, and I think that, um, yeah, it's like, I think really in the end, like you should just love that person that you're with and right. like, and, and be, be able to give yourself to them, you know what I mean? And whatever that looks like, you know, mm-hmm. for some people, it's multiple people they want to give themselves to, you know, yeah. for some people it's not, <laughs> you know? And so it's like, yeah, I mean, I love it. Um, one thing too, I wanted to talk about too, is like, you've been like this, like super social, like type person, this like kind of party type person like yeah. do you see that transitioning do you feel oh, like that yeah. that's like did you already feel like that I definitely do um I I was thinking about this the other day I was like oh man I want to have I want to be a mom I think oh, I, I think like, like two or three years yeah and I want to be able to be home you know yeah. and like with the stuff that I do it's not like you can bring a kid so what I'm what I am doing is more so trying to figure out what that is. Just because I'm planning an event doesn't mean it has to be a party, you know? So, like, it could be a daytime thing. Like, um, right now, um, my business partner, she does DIY classes. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So, like, that's crafts. And then I'm learning more about children. So, like, if I wanted to do a kid's birthday party in the daytime, like, just trying to um, perfect what I have going on right now Mm -hmm. and create a cycle so that when there is a different type of event, the same type of like process works for it mm. so that I will be able to keep my family involved and like be able to have more time to, you know, be out and, and, and be with them and spend quality time with them besides being social with strangers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. cause I feel like that's really what's gonna matter, you know, yeah. um, in the long run. But it's crazy because it's like, oh man, I'm growing up. Like that's yeah. the, that's the scary part. Like, uh, I didn't think I was gonna be that person. <laughs> yeah, one thing you said that I loved is like, it's not gonna. That's what's gonna matter in the end. Like, yeah. what what is that for you? Like, what does that look like? The meaning, you know, the meaning of life. You know, yeah. one of those like crazy existential questions. It's like. What do you think is your your meaning, like, and, yeah. and and what's gonna give you that sense of like, aha, like I did it, you know, like Lord willing, obviously, in the creek don't rise, like we don't get in some car wreck in the next right. week or some shit. It's like we're not obviously promised, but like, say you get to live to this like woman as an old age, like, yeah. what does that look like for you and why you're here on this earth? Yeah. So personally, I want to create um, experiences, memorable experiences for people where they were able to either start something that they visualize for themselves or were able to have an impact on their life where it's like that kind of similar to what you were talking about earlier where like like this was the moment in my life where this happened Mm. so I want to be able to be connected with people on a level where it's like I impacted them to make them happy that day or whatever that was so for me the more people that I'm able that are able to say I experienced you know a crystal influence an event Mm -hmm. and that that made me want to go and do this. So I do like speed dating, for example. So like yeah. I, I went to a Crystal Influence event and I realized that that made me more social to go like out and like 
yeah. meet new people, right? So I want I want those reviews. I want um, that feedback from people where they feel as though like there was a memory in their life that I created for them. And then ultimately, I mean, I want to create money for myself. So I would want to be able to fund other people's events and not be the face of everything. I would yeah. want to be able to say, okay, so-and-so wants to create an event. Let me help them yeah, do that. Like a so, curator. Yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah, that's what I want to do. And I also want to, I personally want to be like a social concierge. So like mm-hmm. you come to me and you ask, hey, we love beer, pizza, wings. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like take me to the five places that I need to go and That's direct cool. me, right? Yeah. So I want to be able to do that. I want people to reach out to me and 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 like kind of like back in the day when you had the reviews, like when yeah. people used to read like, oh yeah, this restaurant was this. And like, I want to give that experience again. Yeah. So I think that would- More that, human interaction too, yeah. like adding that like super intimate level. Yeah. Like that's- that's within, sick. within this social world, social media world, I want to continue to create things that make people interact. Yeah. What I love is like when you were telling me about that, I got this weird picture of like going into a coffee shop and it's like, you know, you sit down and you get your cup of coffee and there's like, you know, upwards of 50 people in the same room drinking their coffee and no one's like communicating. Everyone's no. like on their laptop, everyone's doing their thing. And it's cool because it's like, you're almost like, you know, it was almost like I saw you come in with like some kind of wand, you know, as cheesy as Disney as that sounds. And you're like, and everybody like turns to each other and they like set their electronics down or whatever the fuck. And now they're like, now they're actually molecules communicating. Now they're not just, you know, the person that's like, that's softly lit in the background to someone's peripheral vision, you know, someone they'll never remember again. But like you said, you're creating these like cosmic moments where people, you know, because that's what's so crazy, right? It's like you, you you were adopted. You have this crazy story. You like came here. You've been in events, blah, 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 boom. And now you're sitting here in front of me. And same thing with me. It's like, I was this dude, blah, blah, blah. You know, like I did all these things. And yeah. blah, you know, I went through all these hardships. And I'm scared and I'm not. And I'm confident I'm not. And then boom. And like here I am. And now we're creating a moment that hopefully mm-hmm. will like reverberate that will create ripple effects into reality, Definitely. influence us. And it's like, that's what you're really doing. That's- you're creating a watering hole that's a ripple effect into existence yo you do not understand what you just did right now so i've been playing with ripple effect because um i'm tapping into that consciousness i'm a psychic i'm a psychic i've been trying to verbalize it into like a part of my brand but i I couldn't figure out how to say it but my i'm in a sorority and we Mm -hmm. have like line names yeah you know that is okay so basically it's like a nickname they give you and Mm -hmm. mine is ripple effect so like and like i feel like that's what an influencer is like you know what i'm saying like you plan ripple effects and so I've been always playing with that so I like I really love when you said it earlier I was like oh I'm gonna take that but then when you added the ripple effect I'm like ding 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 but yeah that's I I really appreciate that you get it because that's really what I want to do and I feel as though um those moments are gonna be rare like I I feel as though as the world is gonna keep going it's gonna be harder for me and I and I am aware of that and I feel like that's what makes it so unique like it's gonna be harder to get people to leave their homes it's gonna be harder to get people to get off Netflix or whatever it Mm is and really just say okay I'm willing to go here for the day and do something interactive and so that's that's really what I want to accomplish that's so cool man I think it's a beautiful place to wrap up what if people want to check out your stuff you know like is Instagram the best place to do it is our website like yeah I have a website it's explore 
eventsatl.com. Okay. So exploreeventsatl.com explore or crystalinfluence.com. It takes you to the same place. Okay. So um, that's my website. It has like all my events, um, you know, how to get in contact with me, see videos of things that I've done. Mm-hmm. And then my inf- my Instagram is Crystal Influence, and same as Facebook as well. Yeah. Crystal Influence, Twitter. I need to do better about Twitter. Are you ever open to doing events like other in other like cities? Like if somebody's yeah, like, hey, sure. if I want you to come out, like yeah. I love what you're doing in Atlanta. Like definitely, um, my speed dating event. I want to take that on the road. Whoa, um, the next place I want to so go cool. is like Macon and do yeah. like a, I think that's West Georgia. I don't know. What yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. I want to do that area. Um, I want, that's what I want to do. I want to move around. I don't want to just do Atlanta. And even, even in Atlanta, like I want to do the suburbs, like, you yeah. know, like Peachtree Corners and all these other places yeah. where I feel as though there's things popping, there's things going on. It's just, you don't have to always come to Atlanta. There's other areas. And I think Atlanta is expanding so much oh, that yeah. like, why not go to Stockbridge? Why not go yeah. to Eagles Landing or something like that? Marietta. Marietta, yeah. I mean, especially with KSU right now, it's been like right. so many young people and just people in general, man. That yeah. place has been popping off a lot too. So that's awesome, man. I Honestly, this was a really, this was an honor. It was so much fun. It was I'd love to have you so on again. Fun. Yeah. I definitely want to come to an event. I got to find a babysitter. And <laughs> I got to find one that you all can come to. Yeah, hey, that'd be cool too, yeah. man. Some kind of crazy family event or something yeah, like that awesome. too, you know? But I don't know, me and my wife like to get out to a cuddle rug, you know. Okay, okay. We like to cuddle rug. <laughs> but honestly, Crystal, it was really nice, uh, you know, reconnecting. And let's keep in touch. And Thanks. I'd love to have you back on. Definitely. Awesome.